0: It's waiting on fries. That you don't get it? You don't what do
1: you mean you don't get waiting on fries? Hopefully the customer never hears waiting on fries, but all this time on the entree and it's perfectly executed and then you're it's like ready Fuck, to go. I forgot to fire the fries. <laughs> I just always use that when I forgot to put somebody's order in and I was
0: like, hey, I'm just waiting on the fries. It's gonna be two more minutes. Realistically I come back ten minutes with the food. Exactly. <laughs> Chris Baljack is the beverage director for CDG, the Celtic Developers Group, ran by Frank McColl and Tommy Burke. You may know them for their work in Oscar Wilde, Lily's Victorian, or Pappy Long, where we actually got to sit and talk candidly with Chris about building teams, the new school of bartenders, managing a large operation, and the visions behind the execution. Find all the contact points in the show notes below and click the subscribe button on your streaming app to see Waiting on Fries pop up in your feed when new episodes are released. Let's go on the record with Chris
2: Baljack. These are really nice water glasses. We just spent a lot of time picking out our glassware for Townhouse or s up so
3: let me, let me ask you, how much difficulty did you have? Uh... Sourcing glassware? Yeah, yeah. Yeah,
2: it took a couple of weeks. And we just, we I forget the brand name. Um, I think it's B&G is what they go by. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, sure, yeah, sure, sure, yeah. sure. So sure, that sure. we ended up getting sure. a whole set of B&G glasses. Sure. But these are nice. Well,
3: actually, well. we're switching out of those. they yeah. Because they're, they're, they're not discontinued, but they're super, super hard to get. Uh, we went with M. Tucker Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and they have a showroom down close to Oscar Wilde and they had a lot of good stuff and they were actually pretty good but it it took a while
2: Yeah, it took like
3: six weeks to get glassware
2: we're still waiting on our burgundy glasses and our sherry glasses and I think we're like four weeks out on the sherry
3: I believe that yeah uh, I'm still waiting on uh, uh, I got rocks I got I'm missing one or two of them I forget what it is it could be water glasses
2: actually I, I understand the struggles right now. Yeah.
3: Where's the
0: glass
1: come from that we can't find any glass anywhere? How did this happen? How did we enter this crisis of glassware? How did glass we wear? run out
2: of glasses? I don't know.
1: I think, it, I think it's literally anything that's not in the country. So any imports. Are just
3: Yeah. Well, heard, well, what was one of them I heard? So Mexico's having a really tough time with glassware. That's why. Right. Yeah. that and it, Plus COVID in terms of production of tequila really mm-hmm. slowed things down. And then on top of that, they had a really tough time getting glassware. I mean glass, just actual glass.
1: Yeah,
3: I, had a, I have a. Or at least uh, that's what my reps tell me.
1: I found, <laughs> I found, a, I found a little cheat code, and obviously it has to match the, it has to match the restaurant or the bar, right? So right. you can't. And not everybody can do this, but Uline sells, like jarring, right? Like so, if you go on Uline and look at glass jarring or things, it's supposed to be for for packaging type stuff. Yeah. yeah. But it's much cheaper. So like we for our water glasses, we use like an eight ounce, jam jar. That, and they sell it for like they're like a dollar a piece but they come with the lid and everything and they're so in stock I, and they're in stock and it comes the next day <laughs> so i ordered like a hundred cases and it came the next day and i just took the the, the lids off the lids off and i use them as water glasses that's hilarious that's Jeez. brilliant and on top of that you got a smokehouse which totally fits right the yeah where, it, it works makes for a awesome. lot of sense
0: i was i was gonna say too and obviously it depends on where you're at i mean we're sitting right here at Papillon and you can't just necessarily use that glassware because maybe it doesn't really fit the bill. I mean, tell us really where we're sitting right now and paint this picture for everybody.
3: So basically this was uh, the our two founders, uh, uh, Tommy Burke and Frank McCall. Uh, Tommy went to Frank one day, they were friends for like 30 years, and he said, hey, look, I got this place, right? And it used to be, this used to be a, actually a Thai place called Typhoon. Uh, back in 2004 and um, he said, hey, look, you build it out and Frank's a construction design guy. To your point, he designed all of this, made it and, and then it, it, Frank is that type of guy like we pick, I don't pick out the glassware. He helps me pick it out. Like we'll go to the show. He's like, oh, I love this. Oh, I love that. You know, oh, this is great. What do you think of all this? And, uh, and that's how it works for us in terms of glassware. You know, so like, yeah, we do have to have a t- particular type of glassware but, like, right now, glassware is kind of tough to find, and I love these. I, I really, really do. But, uh, like, again, some of them are getting discontinued. These are and rocks
0: glasses with, like, beautiful etching on the side that we're referring to.
3: Yeah, they're, like, going now for on Amazon for, like, six, seven bucks a piece. Insane. Which is crazy, you know? And the other thing is you have, you're in a busy place, you have a lot of breakages, you know? And then you turn around and your boss is like, wait, I'm ordering glassware again? And you're like, yeah, Sorry. And when know. they're
1: seven dollars a piece you really feel it when you hear that glass break yeah correct yeah and yeah. when these totally. these
3: are the rocks glasses
0: too that have like some weight to them too so when they break they don't make like a, a cheap chintzy glassware sound that breaks it's like no it's like it's a, a hard crush
2: yeah
3: yeah
0: i know yep. we've yeah, blown, they they broken into beauty, into so a like, billion yep. little pieces too and
3: so you also have guests that steal them
1: oh yeah totally you know that's
3: like yep. another thing your like regulars you have, have a whole cabinet <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you a funny story. So our owner was outside having a drink one day, and uh, it was like a Friday night, and this lady comes out, and she goes to her girlfriend, oh, my God, I got two of these glasses, right? So (laughs) Frank gets up, walks over. He goes, wait, wait, just one second. The lady was like, like, petrified, right? He runs in. He goes to the bartender. He goes, give me a bag. Give me six more glasses, right? He comes out gives it to her. He goes, now you have the set. She goes, who are you? I'm the owner. Have a great night. And she walked off. Let me
0: rewind real quick. That's too. one way
2: to handle it. I wasn't expecting that.
0: <laughs> totally. Before we get into where we're sitting here and before we get into, you know, CDG group entirely, mm-hmm. you spent some time behind the bar, making yeah. drinks all over the place. Yeah, 20 you, years. You started understanding everything from obviously balancing a cocktail to then figuring out costing things out sure. and kind of taking that journey, which a lot of young people do wind up doing too. Now, some of those spots that kind of taught you lessons,
3: though, previous to joining Oscar Wilde, yeah. you were at... I, uh, I, I... So, I started out in a place in Queens, okay? I was working in an advertising agency. I was 24 years old, right? Uh, I hated it, okay? and But yet, when I, was a, when I was a teenager, I used to work in catering halls, right? And I was a busser doing this, good money. doing that, you know? Great money, you know? Uh look I was 16 years old and you know on a Friday I'd get a 300 paycheck I'm like yay you Nothing know wrong with that. uh but but then then I left that you know had a little life journey come back and I'm 24 I can't pay my rent cuz I'm working at this ad agency I'm basically in the mail-, mail room you know and so on the weekends I started waiting tables and then one day this guy turns up to me and he goes hey what are you doing on the floor and I said I'm trying to pay my rent he's like no 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 what are you doing on the floor I was like well I'm trying to take this tables off. no idiot what are you doing on the floor? He goes, you have personality, you should be behind the bar. I said, oh, okay, uh, okay, so what do I do? He goes, well, you work with me as a bar, bar back. And I spent eight months working with him as a bar back. And to this day, we still talk, he just called me on Saturday. He's like, what are you doing, Chris? You know.
1: Uh, he taught
3: me the classics, he taught me everything. He taught me a lot about guest retention, uh, guest service. You know. He taught me about priority, which is hard to teach, Sense of urgency is hard to teach. But like he was, he would like test me. He'd be like, "Okay, you got a uh, uh, a Grey Goose Martini over here in a Cosmo. What are you gonna do? Oh, so I'm gonna do this. He, no, no, no. You're gonna do this. You know? Oh, okay, that makes sense. You know? And then after that, uh, I started working in the city, a few pubs, this, that, and the other. Didn't find a home, and then finally in 2004, I started working at the Peninsula uh, Hotel, and I was a low man on the totem pole, so you know, it goes by seniority. So I started in lounges, and then a lot of people didn't want to work at the rooftop. So I'm like, I'll go, you know, and made a ton of money up there, and it was great. It was fun. Uh, I learned a lot about service there too. We used to get a lot of celebrities, so it was like a whole different type of clientele, you know, rather than just working in a pub, you know, or, or just like a regular nightclub bar scene. So that was like a different thing, and then just kind of dealing with that, like, oh, should I go up to this person? Should I go up to this person? What should I do? How to approach it? Now, over a while. Over time you kind of like, oh, okay. Learn signals. I'm just, yeah, I'm gonna just treat them like a regular human being. Like, and that seems, usually it seems to work. Sometimes you have somebody be like, oh, yeah, no, leave me alone. All right, fine, so be it, you know? Yeah. Uh, I was there for a long time and then I was nearing 40 and I was like, uh, I could die here. <laughs> <laughs> it's possible. It's possible, like I could work another 20 years and not skip a beat, you know? And then I was like, well, I want to do more in my life, and I love the business, and I was just coming out of a divorce, so I didn't have anything like, oh, you know, you're working late nights, or you're doing this. I was kind of like free, so I was like, you know what? I quit, and uh, I took a little sabbatical. I took some time off. I took like three, four months off. Got bored. Took a little gig down in Tribeca at La Conda Verde. A friend of mine was a manager there. Had a great time. Uh, I kind of knew Frank and Tommy from Papillon because I used to come here drinking after work especially when I went through my divorce. I probably lived here four days a week. Uh, But that's another time.
0: (laughs) And Frank and Tommy, the owners of this group.
3: Yeah, that's right. That's right. And then uh, Oscar Wilde was opening up and I asked for a gig there. And uh, I started working there. I loved it. And then at some point they were like, hey, do you want to take over the cocktail list? And I'm like, 100%. Did that. Didn't want to yet be the head bartender there because certain things weren't just like, eh. And uh, worked there for about two years. And then I got an offer to open up Hudson Yards. Uh, I got a great chance to work no, with it's uh, Queens Yard. Queens Yard, yes, that's right. Mm-hmm. And then um, I got a chance to bring up some young fellas right now that are with me right now in my beverage team. Uh, I'm really proud of them. And uh, uh, they were, they. so I live in Astoria, right? And I don't know if you know this place called Sanford's in Astoria, mm-hmm. but it's a really well known spot, you know. Uh, it's like
0: a classy diner that has a really nice program.
3: Yes.
2: Excellent cocktail program. Yeah.
3: Phenomenal
0: whiskey list. But you list. could also get like matzo soup and it's
3: phenomenal. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely.
0: Diner
2: with cocktails and whiskey. That's what, that's what I'm getting at. Yeah. Yes.
3: Yeah. And, and you know what? And a really good wine list. You know? Diner so diner seems to have it all. It, it, it really did. And I got to meet Alaric and Edward there. And Edward was a barback. Alaric was a bartender. And I used to come there Sundays just having a drink and this, that, and the other. And when I got the Queens Yard thing, I was like, hey, you guys want to maybe come with me? And Al was like, yes. And then I didn't know Ed was interested. And now Ed's my head bartender, Oscar Wilde. You know, and Ed was like, Chris, you want to take me along? I'm like, Ed, you know, I don't know if I get you in and this and the other. I don't want to seem like I'm poaching the place. He's like, no, 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 I'm tired of this place. So he goes into the interview, kills it. He's a bartender, worked at Queens Yard, opened it with uh, Jeremy LeBlanche, who was a head mixologist. And I was a head bartender. He's got Time Bar. If you guys haven't been there, you should definitely and check Shenzon it
0: out. And on the. Shenzone Bakery. That's Bakery. right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Thank
3: you as well. Uh, he's just an incredible dude. Got a chance to work with him for a year. Uh, then COVID happened. COVID happened. And uh, then during that time, I was talking to Frank and Tommy and Doug, my boss. And we sat down one day and they were like, hey, you want to take over the group? You know, and I figured they only meant Oscar Wilde, right? So this is September 2020. Walks well, then we're going to open up 35%, but we're going to open up. And... Uh, uh, I go, okay, great, you know, I'm ready to go, you know, uh, and he goes, oh, yeah, you have to be a papillon tomorrow and you have to be a li-. I was like, oh, you want me to run the whole group? <laughs> well, what did you think? And I was like, Oh, no, yeah, no, no, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> and uh, that's where the journey started. And it's been a long journey. It's been a fruitful journey. I, guys, I love every single day what I do.
0: I think there's a lot to break down from, you know, everything that you just said, too, because it's rare where you're able to go into a place as somebody young and eager to learn, and you're actually able to find that peer on the other side that is A, knowledgeable enough to teach you a lot about this industry, B, knows their things behind the bar. And I mean, even frequenting a lot of places now today where we're seeing such a change in, I guess, the new fresh class of bartenders coming in. Yeah when you talk about the order of operations of making yeah. drinks, yeah. I often watch them, you know, line up five glasses or yeah. something to take yeah. care of the service ticket. And I just sit there and watch what's going to happen first and how they're going to build those drinks and look at the dilution happening as too much time is going on. And these are things that a lot of people today don't know because we've had this now full circle of people coming into the hospitality industry that haven't really had proper guidance because a lot of guys left.
3: Yeah, a lot of guys left. A lot of, guys, a lot of really good people left. A lot of really good people left. A lot of people don't want the pressure anymore, and I get that. I totally understand that. And you know what? If there, if the grass is greener somewhere else, go for it. You know. Uh, again, it's one of those things where, in terms of me, I tried a couple of different things, which I don't want to mention. In, in terms of my career, and I hated it. I hate the office life. I want to take. When I worked in the office, I did it twice. I want to take a, the dullest spoon in the room and just stab myself in the heart. That's how much I disliked it. You know, I like being mobile. I like coming in here in the morning. Running off, doing my analytics, checking numbers. Okay, that works. That doesn't work. This, any other. Then, boom, going to Oscars, going to Lily's. Now I'm going to 49th Street every other day to check what that status is. And uh, I like that. I like being mobile. I don't mean, listen, I don't mind putting in a 10 hour day, 12 hour day. You know, I, I, I don't mind it, you know. Uh, but when I'm resting, I'm resting. You know, when I'm resting, it's just like, okay, fine. Some nights I want to howl at the moon, go out, get hammered, you know. Uh, to quote the great Homer Simpson, you know, lock the doors and close the windows because I'm coming home drunk, you know. Uh, uh, it doesn't feel like 12 hours, too, when you're able to jump across four different locations absolutely.
0: through and a And also, if you're
2: enjoying what you're doing, then you're not oh, counting yeah. and the here's, hours at all. Here's
3: the thing. I get, at, so the difficulty of finding great people, right, or really good people, it's difficult, right? Very. But I also have to say that we're blessed. I... As time went on with Oscars, you know, and then Ed was there to help me, you know. Like, here's the thing: growing pains, right? Uh, Ed, so Ed Miranda, he's our head bartender, Oscar Wilde, right? Young guy, probably one of the most natural leaders I've ever met in my life, you know. And that's hard to say because I've had a lot of natural leaders lead me, and they've taught me and they've mentored me. Uh, uh, but uh, Ed, in that in that regard, he, I, so. When I was leaving Queens Yard, right, they were young. They were in the city. Okay, they were enjoying themselves. They were going out. They were getting drunk. They were yeah. meeting girls. You know, <laughs> they're doing all that. And they're I do bless them for that. Yeah. You know, but then they would do like little things, like you know, they can I curse on this? No, of I can not. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fine. they would fuck me off. They'd be like, hey uh, guys, can I put in a door order? You know, can you? I'm I'm at home. Can you? Oh yeah, Chris, I'm busy. You know, and I'd be like looking at the numbers. Like, that's not busy. You know what I mean? Real time numbers. So I'd get back and I'd be like, hey, what's going on? He like, say, oh, you know this, any other, and I know what they're doing, right? So when I was leaving, I told Ed, you know, but Ed's a macho guy, you know, so I go to Ed, I go, I, I go, you know, Ed, I'm never fucking hiring again, anywhere, right? Time goes on, year and a half goes later, and uh, uh, I call up Alaric, and Alaric's like, hey, I was like, do you wanna come work with me? And Alaric's our uh, our head bartender with our portfolio right now, but he's gonna help us with another project, just to give you a little context there. So I say, he's like, well, I got this gig downtown and this, and he said, all right, fine. I was like, look, if I call Ed, do you think he will pick up? He goes, he goes, yeah, I think he would, you know? So I call up Ed. I haven't talked to him like in a year and a half. Call him up his head. Boom, second ring. He picks up. Yo, brother, what's up? I'm like, hey, Ed, what's going on? And he's like, oh, not much, not much. So I was like, listen, I'm doing this thing. Yeah, I'm there. I'm like, what? I was like, yeah, I'm there. So he helped me out uh, in the beginning, getting the places going, you know, because I needed some help. And then uh, then again, we had the second shutdown, you know. Uh, and then when we reopened, I brought Ed along. I also got to know Luis Cardozo, who's our head bartender at, uh, at Lily's, right? And I interviewed him, and he's a shy guy. Smart guy, though. Very smart palate. Incredible palate, right? And I'm really helping him kind of bust out of his shell. But when he's, he's tough when he needs to be tough, which I like, you know. And he, uh, he basically, I just thought, well, tell me about cocktails, you know. Boom! his personality opened up. I was like, that's a guy I want, you know? And so I started getting better and better people. Middle of the summer, I meet Jessica. Jessica comes and works with us, right? And you know how this business is kind of chatty and everyone's got like, you know, gossip and this, that, and the other. Somebody came to me from the side. I'm not going to say who. And they're like, oh, be careful with this one. Be careful with that. And I'm like, no, she's awesome. You know what I mean? Like, sorry. Like, She's got her shit together, and she's just a killer. Well, there's you know always what I mean. Different perspectives from person to person, and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the and telephone
0: game happens, yeah, and totally. things get out of hand. But people do kind of change sometimes too, as yes. they get a little bit older yes. and more mature. Yes, that is true.
1: I find like pretty much every good staff I hire, somebody has something like that. Like, oh, you gotta. She did. She should do this, or you know, something.
3: Right. Right. And look, as long as I don't think they're a thief, you know, or they're a functioning alcoholic, you know. Uh and I have worked with those two in the past and and that's tough it's kind of sad you know uh but but getting back I mean I built my team up and I I basically uh said to the owners I said for this to really work we need to centralize it and our head bartenders have to meet weekly cuz before they didn't have that and then we construct the cocktail look the, the I used to help them the first cocktail menu was mine now it's all theirs they've grown they know cocktail costs they know how to price stuff out they're geniuses they are so good so, uh, they're probably but that healed. also
0: is like that. That's a major piece of operating. I mean, you can be a beverage director or manager in a place that maybe has one location, and it's a lot easier of a job to kind of do in certain ways because True. you don't have all of the moving components that you have True. here. And I mean, here now we're talking about Papillon, Oscar Wilde, Lily's One, and Lily's Two. Yeah.
3: yeah and, and a, another on project yeah, on the way on yeah, you know yeah. we'll keep it under wraps yeah, until yeah, it
0: happens yeah. <laughs> and we'll talk again um, Thanks, but nonetheless you now are almost like uh i don't know you're like a general and, leading an army of exactly skilled workers
3: correct well i do have some military experience which i'll get into another <laughs> but time that's but that's a know. perspective right Phil? Uh, yeah. Yeah. it
0: helps because well, you can't do everything yourself but you've now you formed understand. over the course of time a strong team yes. that has their strengths. And not only that, yeah, but the team yeah. is also
3: they get along with each other oh. even though they're in different locations. Oh, oh. <laughs> do they? Oh do they? They're great. They're great. Uh, I couldn't be happier. I mean our head bartender here, Brian, dude he, a beast. He's a beast, you know. Jessica's gonna be running 49th Street She's a beast.
2: You know, that, that's a reflection time? of not just their work, but also your work and the work of the whole company. Just well, to have such a great team of workers who are highly motivated and willing to come into work and put in that effort every day. You're
3: 100% right. But I, I do say in some parts, I really thank my lucky stars. You know, I, I really do. And I, I and I do really appreciate them. You know, I don't say it maybe sometimes, but I do, you know. Well, you but are. I'm not super, super tough on them. But I'm tough on them when I need to be. Because I really don't need to. When you get a team like that, like you don't have to say much to them. You know, some of the younger guys, you know, like sometimes I'll have to get on them a little bit, you know. Uh, because they don't have yet that life experience you know and a certain sort of maturity you know but knowledge wow cocktails wow you teach them something boom they learn it you know like again ed is a young guy but he's got natural leadership skills he's leading guys that are 10 years young older than him right and he got his full respect you know i'm really impressed by that you know like that that is really really impressive but also ed's really really smart he'll like he'll like come up to me like because I'll have them sit down in negotiations, you know? And he, I'll be, he'll be like, hey, why did you do that? Hey, hey, why did you say this? You know? And, um, and we'll kid around with each other, and I'll tell him why, right? Then we'll kid around with each other, and I'll go to be like, oh, you like how the way I told you that, right? He's like, you didn't teach me that. You know? You didn't <laughs> teach me that. And then verbatim, somebody will tell you like, you know, he's really appreciative of what you teach him, you know? But I like that. I like, I like the way they are. I think, I think they are the future. I really, really do. I think they're the future. I think that they, the way they teach other people, people that don't know as much as them, I mean, these guys live, breathe, and eat cocktails, you know. Whereas this, for me, in the beginning, was just a side thing. Even though I loved hospitality, I didn't really realize it until I was thirty-five, you know. And that's sad because I knew at fifteen, I knew at fifteen, I love this, you know. But then, you know, you get a little older and social programming, meaning your parents are like, oh, you got to be a lawyer, you got to be a doctor, you got to do this, you got to be miserable and make money, you know. And I was just like, no, I think I can make money and not be miserable. You know, I, I think... And they I can, were like, ha! Yeah, good luck. <laughs> good yeah, luck. Good luck, yeah. <laughs> but, Especially since they're immigrant parents, you know, which are like, you know, they want to live the American yeah. dream and yep. live an American dream, but they're like, no, 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 no son of mine is a bartender. Why? Yeah, but dad, I'm making... Right, right. You money. money. You know what yeah. I mean?
1: Here's a living. Yeah. More than a living. I, I think, think that, the <laughs> perception of the industry has changed too in the last 15 years where I think it's more acceptable too to yeah. just say you're in the restaurant <coughs> business or a bartender yeah. or, you know, whatever. Yeah. When I was... When I was like twenty, I had the same thing. I loved, I loved every part of it, but it was, still was like, "That's what you want to do." And I'm like, I, don't know, "I like it pretty good." And and all my friends coming out of college they had entry level positions, and they're like, "Oh, but I got this and this." And I was like, uh, "I make like three times more than you make," yep. and I'm, and I work, and I'm an outback <laughs> making <laughs> drinks yeah, right yeah, now, yeah. and yeah. I'm like, and I work half as much, and I, I don't understand. Whatever, I'm just gonna keep doing this. Totally. But, I, I, to go all the way back to the beginning of your story, which I appreciate, when we were talking about having a lot of green people in the business and like new people that are learning the craft, you first thing you said was you bar backed for like eight months. Yeah. Right. And I was the same before I got back behind the bar. My boss was like, just put me on random bar back shifts. I did that for maybe even longer, like almost a year. Sure. Until I was making all the drinks in the whole restaurant because the bartenders were like, you just do service bar, you know, whatever. And then one of the guys in med school didn't show up to a shift one day. <laughs> Cause he had to go call in the hospital, and I'm standing there in the bus like I need someone behind the bar. I was like, I, I got it. I, I got it. I got, I got it. I got it. I got it. And he was like, oh, What are you gonna do? And I was like, uh, Who do you think's been making the drinks for the restaurant for the past like four <laughs> months? It's been me. Like they haven't made a drink in you know whatever. So I did it, and I was like, I gotta, I gotta nail this. I was like, This is <laughs> this is my shot. And it was crazy, but I did it, and then I got his shifts because he got fired. But You know who he was? He the, was Wally Pip. Yeah, no, exactly. Wall- exactly. Yeah, yep, exactly. <laughs> Do you know that? No, Wait, Wall- did you guys Wall- just
3: date each other just now? And you both agreed <laughs> no, on no, the dating no, yourselves? No, we dated our great-great-grandfather. You know? <laughs> Wally <laughs> Pipp was the first baseman for the New York Yankees. Got it. And Lou Gehrig was on the bench. Wally uh, Pipp gets injured. Lou Gehrig steps in. Got it. And 2,130 games later, he's still at first base. And if he doesn't get ALS, he probably
1: plays into the 40s. Got and, it. I'm and, a huge Yankee fan. And and you don't know who I pep is, but you know who Lou Gehrig is. Yeah. yeah that's yeah. the yeah. point. That's, that's the whole the point. point. Yeah. 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 No, thank you guys. Yeah. This is a great educational seminar today. Uh, we could just close this thing down and go huh?
2: So listen, most people
0: that are listening to this thing around the U S too, maybe they haven't been in New York city. Maybe they haven't, they don't understand or uh, can comprehend the volume that a lot of these places throughout the city do. And, Considering how big of a space these four locations are in both square footage, but also, you know, dollar values for what you guys do a year in volume. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah. So, you know, me walking around through New York City for Fernet all day long, yeah. as I'm, I pass Oscar Wilde's a handful of times too, on my way to yeah. go somewhere that I need to be. Sure. The line outside that place, the vestibule outside that place, it is completely packed. If you look in the window... You can't even see to the back because there's just so many bodies layered throughout. And to mention that bar is, I think, is it still the longest yeah. bar in yeah. New York City? New York City, longest right.
3: continuous bar in New York City, 118 and a half feet. Yeah, 119 yeah. and a half feet. Yeah. I think 118. Yeah. I read. Yeah, a lot of that, a lot of that has to do with our GM, Luis Martinez. A lot. I mean, we worked together uh, five years ago, and he also, like myself, gradually stepped up. You know. He is a genius when it comes to placing people in a room. You know, He started this whole thing, we did Oscar night recently, right? And we did it prior. And it's, Look, I honestly think in three, four years it's gonna be a big thing. But a lot of that has to do with him, finding the right people, finding the floor staff, making sure that they could handle that sort of thing. My thing was finding the bartenders, but again, he's also my guy, my brother, who will be like, you know, Chris, I just wanna give you a heads up on this. You know, uh, you know this, that, and the other. And you'll get people sometimes too that now are burnt out, you know. You'll get people that on the surface, you interview them the first week, two weeks, they're great. And you're like, Oh my god, you know, and then the other shoe drops. You know, like, I had one guy who's fantastic, you know, but he was going back, he was a functioning alcoholic, you know. And I had one GM come up to me and be like, Yo, dude, I got him on camera drinking and he's blotto, you know, and I'm like And you know the worst part is having that conversation with them later on. Again. Into all of this, I want to touch on one thing. The thing I hate the most, even now to this day, letting people go. I, hate, I still, I don't know if you guys gotten over that, but I, unless somebody's really, really egregious, you know, somebody's really, really bad yeah. and did something and then you're like, you know, not only do I want to fire you, but I want to knock you out if that's possible without a lawsuit. You <laughs> I, know?
1: I find if they, they steal, right? If you're yeah. stealing, then yeah. I have no issue with it, Agreed. Right? Because yeah. you're, Agreed. you're attacking everybody. Agreed. Agreed. Right. Agreed. Agreed. Right. Agreed. Agreed. But like you just described, it's a good employee. and They they obviously battling some issue, whether it's whether it's you know alcoholism yeah. or or you or know whatever, anything. Or, or going
3: through a bad breakup, or
1: yeah, you anything know, not like, being that. like that. And you're like, You don't want to be
2: the reason pile to more stress on. on. Yeah, yeah exactly. like I'm going to yeah. pile on on yeah. top of this, yeah. Yeah. you know, yeah. whole thing. So that it hurts.
0: is it is a battle. Correct. I mean, you typically would, I would think, would like to take every step first before having to cut the cord oh, yeah. if yeah. you will. Yeah. And yeah. Those talks and sure those talks aren't easy, especially when there's somebody that's a great attribute to the team but yeah. the, you know, the poison yeah. pill problem
1: yeah. happens on the other side. And you know what always ends up happening? It always ends up being someone who eats up a ton of hours and then when you have to let them go, it's like you have to fill with giant shoes. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's yeah. always yeah. it's never yeah. like sure. yeah. it's never yeah. someone so you're true. like, "Wow, well, we can do without." We can so, true. <laughs> so so true. It's always someone like and, you know?
3: and then you then then you have the other thing. You have the the other thing of like, like uh, okay, after post COVID, where nobody's really talking about now. Slowly, people are starting to talk about it. it's like mental health. Mm. You know, uh, look, we sat at home for nearly two years. You know, year and a half. Some people used that time to their advantage. Some people just didn't know how to cope. Some people went from going three hundred miles an hour to you know in neutral and just. Don't know how to handle that, you know? And so I do kind of see a shift in certain people's mental health, you know? Like, you know, I, I could get sometimes people a little bit more short with patience, you know? And sometimes, like, you know, I've had to talk with uh, certain people within our group, like, and they're amazing people, you know? I'd be like, you know, I'd be like, what are you doing? You know, you're my guy. You're my guy. Like, like, don't argue with the guest. Like, let it go. Right. The guest is a blankety blank. He's a blankety blank. But call your manager in. Right. Get over. Don't think you got to win this fight because you are going to always lose. Yeah. You know, then on top of that, you don't want You don't want one of the bosses reading the log book. You know, I'm here to protect you. You know, they like, well, this guy had a conniption. One, this guy, what, what? Who is this guy, Chris? Well, he's a. Well, get rid of him. You know. I, right. I don't, I don't want it to be that way. Or someone now you got to focus on as a problem child when that just in that, that that span of two minutes or thirty seconds or they just seven, lost their cool for a they second. They just lost yeah. their cool. Yeah. Yeah. And and. It, you kind of see that here, and also you do see guests a little, you know, like, you know, hey, 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 hey. And it's kind of like, I'm kind of happy because I was kind of a known incense bartender. I was the friendliest neighborhood bartender, right? But just, like, I didn't like if guys were abusive to women at bars, right? Like, I've worked bars where they will pick up bars, right? right? And I get that, you know, and I'll, I'll make friends. You guys come in, this and the other. You'd be hey, this and the other, you know, you start chit-chatting with girls, you know, great, awesome, fantastic, you know, whatever, you know. But then you also get that thing, Friday night, 1 a.m., guys five shots in, three cocktails in, or four beers in. Right? And he's like, hey, baby, you're looking so good. It's any other. And now sometimes, you know, the girl might be messed up, too. You know, she might be four, five in, too, as well. Right. And then, you know, you got you to gotta keep your eye on that. Plus on that, you're three deep, you know. And you also want to make sure that that person is safe at the end of the day, you know. And then you'll always get the thing where they're just like, you know you know, giving you that look. And you're like, hey, how you doing? What's going on? So, I mean, oh, my God. Hey, buddy, come over here. Listen. Yeah, and you're like, oh, what? Yeah, you know. And then you're just like, boom, you know, and you kind of save the situation. You right.
0: Know? Yeah, and you need you need to be able to finesse the situation, not only in general and make sure that, you know, somebody's comfortable and safe. But in addition to that, too, you know, having ladies sitting at the bar is a great asset as a bartender. Yes, it where is. Where your night will stay. Yeah. Far longer yeah. because who the hell's out having drinks? It's typically yeah. just a bunch of guys. Yeah,
3: yeah. yeah.
0: Uh, so with that, it's
1: like protection at all costs. Absolutely. Hey, buddy, you
0: got to go. Absolutely. You go sit on the other end Absolutely. of the bar. You can take
1: your ass home. Absolutely. Because I think that's a that's a skill that's becoming lost to like the oh, new well, people generation. don't know right. as the turnover occurs. And, and that goes to that was my point when I started talking about the eight month like being behind the bar back the eight months isn't like learning how to make drinks that doesn't take that long like you figure out whatever it's, it's learning so the world of it's learning bartender. the world of behind the bar so you yeah. sit there and you're waiting you watch these guys work and what happens every yeah. situation has to unfold in front of you and you see how do you handle this one how do you handle that right. one how do you talk to guests etc yeah. and like i'm finding now that nobody like we're trying to train new bartenders and no one has the patience yeah. to wait yeah. eight months That's exactly nine right. months to like learn the craft right they're like it's oh, not glamorous training for you know put me on service bar for two weeks and then I can handle Saturday night I'm like okay maybe you can make all the drinks but like sure. we're relying on you if you're the bartender we're relying on you to manage the crowd outside of the I mean you have a floor manager too sure. but the bartender works hand-in-hand hand with whoever's your floor manager right they like, gotta watch this guy watch that guy this happen you know whatever and that part is lost because no one has the patience to learn it and we started putting behind our bar we have a binder and and you talk about order of concerns and, like, priorities and stuff. So we have a binder and ha- lists all that stuff. Like, this is your order of concerns. Like, if you have everything happen at once, go in this order yeah. or whatever. And that's the part that, that you learn over the four months. How often no
0: has do you patience. find that, like, somebody will open? How many people open the binder, though?
1: I think right? they like open it, it to like look at it. We're so hands on, but they too. don't. They never reference. And I'll ask them like, "Oh, how am I supposed to know?" I was like, "Well, if, oops." I was like, "Well, if you open the yeah, thing, that's right." You know, I was like, that's "It right. says right there." Was right. like,
0: well, so back to Chris's statement earlier though too, where it was like you're learning under somebody that's guiding you and teaching you. That's your binder. He, the, yeah. the guy yeah. you're learning from, is really your binder, and it sticks with you because you're hands on doing it, and you're getting corrected on the way of learning.
1: But now we're battling the patience. Right? Sure. Like, Someone sit there and wait and wait and wait and wait to actually jump from the floor to the bar or whatever. Yeah. That's what we don't have anymore.
3: It's I I try to take time. If like if I if I saw in one of our bars that, that a bartender didn't know that, I don't want to embarrass them. I don't want to put them in a meeting, but I'll pull them to the side and I'll be like, oh, listen, this is what I used to do. So here's here's what I could do. You have more questions? And look, I really want our bartenders to be able to reach out to me when they can. You know, I don't want them to feel like in the morning I'm just in an office and this, that and the other. And, you know, you have your head bartenders, you have your managers, please don't come to me. No, come to me. If you're missing something, if you don't know something, I want to tell you, you know, I got all this plethora of of, of, of uh, experience, you know. I mean, even like at an hour when we worked together, you know, uh, uh, you know, there were certain things I knew to do, you know, like here. Take, for instance, the the credit card thing, you know, five guys walk up, you know, like, hey, guys, you know, like, let's open a tab, you know, and they pull out five cards uh, and then, you know. Ed was standing there, he didn't know what to do, and I came up, hey guys, hey guys, listen, listen, split it up however you want, but I just need one card for the tab. Right.
1: Trust me, I won't <laughs> charge
3: you guys, you know, you know what I mean? And I'm like, oh, okay, okay, great, you know? Oh, so I took the one card I kept, and I told him, listen, when they're, they're gonna split it up five ways, and whatever, they split it up five ways, you know? Not the thing the bartender wants the most, but right. <laughs> that's what the guest wants, you know? So you, you, But again, it was something he didn't know how to do, how to tell them no in a nice way, right. to, to kind of direct them to be like, look, this is what we really do. You know, can you help me out? You know, kind of right. make it about that. And the same thing with, with and it kind of goes back to the, um, somebody that's intoxicated or somebody that's that's a little, like, look, you know, people are also mixing, there's another thing people don't talk about. People are mixing uh, antidepressants and stuff like that with alcohol, you know? You know, I've seen people lose it, you know, or just act weird, you know? Go from, you know, having a, a, a Tito's and soda, right? And they're totally fine, going to the bathroom, yeah. coming back and just literally falling apart. And you're like, yeah. What the hell just happened here? <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. So there's a little bit of that. I mean, listen, we're navigating through some pretty tough waters. Not horrible, but tough. Yeah. You know, until people kind of come into their own. And I think that might take another year. Hopefully. With, oh, I'm, I'm good I'm, gonna... I'm I'm I'm, I'm <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm I'm on uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hope should be my middle name. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm I'm gonna run back to you know
0: looking at Oscar Wilde and Uh, the theatrical themes of seasonality and the fact that you close down the bar to redecorate the whole thing, like what, four times a year? (laughs) It's insane.
3: It starts like four in the morning and they go (laughs) to like two o'clock in the afternoon, three o'clock till the servers go. You know what I mean? Uh, I mean, the themes, again, that's Frank. That's Frank. That's Frank and that's Annette. She's the head of our design and they come up with this stuff, the Lunar New Year. Oscar night, you know, I mean, Annette picked out what the backdrop of Oscar night was going to look like. I'll, sh- I'll show you guys later. The pic, she copied it, you know, she had this thing and we had the guests come in and they feel like it was Oscar night and we had a couple Oscars and they could stand there pose, you know, the pure theatrics, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. But it works. People it's want to yeah. come in exactly. and they were like, oh my God, I won an Oscar tonight. And that's great. You know, I mean,
0: we we've talked about, you know, through the pandemic on this show as, the outdoor vestibules started becoming. And at first it was like version one where it was mm. like, a yeah, a plastic folding table outside and some chairs, right? <laughs> this is the first part plastic, cups. but then <laughs> Al next door was like, oh, I'm going to one up this guy. Hells, and it yeah. just became a thing of wanting up each other nonstop to the point where now we've got these beautiful vestibules outside, right? Because yeah. now nobody's walking into a shitty vestibule. It's just no. not going to happen. No, no. Uh, so really, for people that haven't seen the space, they don't know it. Go ahead and Google it, just to see photos. But there is dollars involved in these builds.
3: Yes, yes. There Where's
0: are. all the storage happen? Where do these things stay
3: when they're not in use? I mean, you're talking about four seasons essentially, and mind you, across three or four locations. Insane. You know, so it's like it's like design in in all the locations as well. Uh, again, you know that's 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 Frank and Tommy's thing. They want you to come in and. and and enjoy the atmosphere. You know, the atmosphere is just as important as the cocktail or the person serving you. It's immersive. You know? Yeah, it has to. It has to have that synergy. And uh to that point, I I don't hold me to this, but I think they have a huge storage room somewhere out in Long Island or <laughs> upstate New York. I'm not. I'm not 100 sure. I just know as I see a truck and all these cases come out, and I'm like, oh, okay, design time. You know?
0: Yeah. Uh, and with with that being said, though, too a lot of the drinks and the cocktails that have been made and crafted, they also have a little bit of theatrics to them. They're beautiful. They're designed to get some attention grabs, maybe some social photos. And it's funny that you say that you worked with Jeremy previously though too, because at Time Bar, he's known to do the most ridiculous presentation of cocktails that you've ever seen. And I've said this a couple times now to people where I try to explain it and I go, well, it's, not really, uh, I guess, kitschy is the word, because it the drinks are balanced. They're, no, they're good balanced. drinks. Yeah, yeah, they're
3: fantastic drinks, yeah. So
0: even though yeah. they're coming out on maybe yeah. a swing or something crazy like that, <laughs> the drink literally <laughs> has a swing it sits on.
3: Uh, it's insane. But you taste the drink and you go, well, this was put together very well. Yeah, And you was. have to give props to that. Oh, my God. I mean, Jeremy re-inspired me in so many different ways. And it was just a pleasure to work with him. And until this day, we'll call each other up. We'll have a grab a cup of coffee. You know, I mean, he's just the... And we'll bitch about the business, the things we like, the things we don't like, you know. Uh, but he, I, he, even though he's French, I call him a Martian, you know, because he's <laughs> doing out of out of this world stuff. And he really is, you know. And again, he's one of these type of guys like Ed and Alrick are that that they decided as, as where I when I was twenty three, I was like, oh my god, I gotta, I gotta be doing this and I gotta be doing that. Where they're just like, no, this is this. I'm gonna it's call the- it a day, and this is all I'm gonna do for the rest of my life, you know. And I'm gonna devote my time, my energy, my love. Uh, and that's why they're successful. You know, they don't like, you know, they just like, yeah, like I'll sit with him and he'll be like, he'll, what do you think of this? And I'm like, oh God, this is amazing. You know, I mean like, and then he also, again, like in terms of garnishes, in terms of that, he really inspired me, like what he would do. I'm like, huh, didn't think of that, you know, but it's so obvious, you know, and you're like, oh wow. You know, uh, he's just an amazing person. And yes, in terms of that, in terms of the way we decorate, and again but that's also the bev team you know i mean like they get it you know uh they're just like hey how does this look or hey how does that look you know and at this point i'm just like yeah that looks fine i, I used to be like really really hands-on and now i kind of don't have to you know and it's it's a great feeling right i you think know, it's that's nice it is a goal like this summer spring cocktail look i'll help name i like i like names i love music i'm a big music fan big cinephile uh so I'll like you know take things and try to connect them to the places you know because each place kind of has its own soul even though they're kind of similar but they got own soul and I'll uh, that's really important to me is how they the the names how the cocktails look how they jive with the guest how they feel and I also want the guests to kind of think like wait why was this named this you know and you know if they ask the right person you know they could be oh well it's named after this song or oh it's named after this artist or oh it's oh it's this you know and we like to sometimes do like themes you know. Um, like we did brunch cocktails and we did strong women from Ireland, right? People that were ahead of their time. Then we did, uh, just recently, we did a whole spritzer series, right? And I named them after really independent uh, musicians, female artists, you know, uh, like like uh, going from punk like Susie Sue to, uh, to Phoebe Bridgers to uh, Andy DeFranco to PJ Harvey. So growing up, my music was very, very eclectic. Uh, most of the guys that I grew up in Queens, we're listening to like, you know, beat Miami music, you know, the meanwhile, I was listening to The Cure, Depeche Mode, uh, the Sex Pistols. And I was that weird kid in high school, you know, uh, not with the trench coat or anything like that. I, that, 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 that. You know, I still love my sports. I played soccer, you know. But again, I think a lot of that has to do with the cocktail. And listen, when I drink myself, like, uh, I really like my soul to open up. So I kind of like, and sometimes I might go a little deep and I'm like, all right, Chris, time to go home, you know. Uh, but I, I, I like the fact that when you can go to a bar and enjoy yourself and let yourself open up, you know. And if that's in a cocktail, or if that's in a whiskey straight, or if that's in a beautiful glass of wine or a nice beer, I think you should be able to enjoy that. And I think that in terms of Oscars, Papillon, and both Lilies, like we want you to have enjoy a good, fun cocktail, right? And a, a relatively inexpensive cocktail too. with that like I'm not a big fan of overcharging the guest either. No, pricing's but, great. What's that? Yeah, the pricing's pricing, great. Yeah, yeah. And we, we really, we really fight hard on that. Because I've had outside people come in and be like, oh, my God, it should be this much. I'm like, no. Because, listen, guys, we've all been to those type of bars where you sit down and you have a derivative of a Manhattan. You have a derivative of a margarita, right? And it's good. It's good. Right. But it's $20. And I'm like, okay, Somebody- I know I'm paying for the place. I get it. I get it. But am I going to go back there and knock three or four back next week? No. No. I'm not. Somebody just right? sent
0: me a receipt. Uh, they went to a bowling alley. And they sent me the receipt. And they said they had a couple fernet's neat. Twenty-two dollars a piece. <laughs> I said, "Is that person going to go back though and drink there again? Really, or do they just move on?" And when you talk about, you know, the slope of revenues, either declining or gaining yeah. traction and steam—that's
1: the—that's the Amex that's the test, right? From the oh yeah, it is Justin's book? test that he loves <laughs> yeah, here. You, you ever read the book Restaurant Man? <laughs> no, no. Joe <'Cause laughs> Bastianich, Oh, restaurant Okay, man. oh and, uh, uh, yeah, definitely read it. He yeah. says Amex test is not so much. To what the bill is when you leave the place, but when you get your Amex bill at the end of the month and you look back and you see like, Oh, I spent $250 at smokehouse and you either react like, Oh, not bad. Or like, fuck, I spent $250 at that place. Yeah. yeah, You know, and that's the reaction that the guest has. Right. So when you look back at what you spent, was the experience worth it or not? Yeah.
3: Well, uh, other than the food part, which, you know, uh, I I will say like, we live in a wonderful, like, even though certain prices are going up, you know, um, especially food. But I mean, like in terms of liquor, I think we live in the greatest time. You know, I think you can make a cocktail list without using super, super high end brands, mm-hmm. you know? And I honestly think the person who does that doesn't know what they're doing. You know, if you need to take a high end whiskey and make a cocktail with it, you're doing something wrong. Now, if you take a medium tier, right. But mind you nowadays, it's not medium tier. Like when my dad was drinking uh Cuddy Sark, you know, or, or J and B, you know, right. Uh, You know, I mean, yeah, I get it. You could cocktail that, you know? Make a Rob Roy, a Rusty Nail, or whatever, you know? But nowadays, we live in such, there's so many whiskeys out there, so many great tequilas out there, there's so many that you can get your costs down and deliver a phenomenal cocktail, and guess what? Without a hangover the next day. If you're doing it right, Mm -hmm. mind you now, if you had 10 of them, (laughs) full disclosure, not my fault. You know what I mean? You know, I'm glad you enjoyed the cocktails, but you're gonna get a hangover, you know? But if you have three or four, you know, you're coming home the next day, you got to go to work and you're feeling fine. Great. It's like you over know? sugar or yeah. something like but that. that. But that's why, but again, that's why even like that, I think that's so important. Like, I don't think you should hit the guest on the head when it comes to pricing. I really don't. And you
1: got a lot of local distilleries now that are producing good product that,
3: you yeah, know, that you but can they tend use. to
1: be a little pricey. Some of them are, but yeah. some of them, like newer guys, are willing to come in. And, that is true. You know, that is true.
3: That is true. I mean, last year I worked with Dorothy, Dorothy Parker, they were great. They were excellent, you know what I mean? They were, they were fantastic, you yeah. know? The only problem is last year, we just had weird shortages at weird times. Like, I'm like, hey, you're New York-based. They're like, well, listen, literally, they're on a pallet, <laughs> you know? And the actual distributor
1: is taking their sweet-ass time, you yeah. know? So I'm like, oh, okay. I'm finding recently, too. I mean, it's just rotating around what's the yeah. shortage. That's right. And, and then benefits- it was cans, then it was bottles, then so it was, true. you know, this, so then true. it was that. Oh, so we have the product, but we can't bottle it, you
3: know? So like. true. so so so, yeah i got the juice but no glass you know so yeah
0: i mean that benefits though you know the companies that are staying in stock and their logistics teams are working well enough to make sure that there's shit here for people to buy i got called the other day about campari going out of stock and they wanted the Carpano bitter that we have and i said this is great because there's gonna be a huge influx all of a sudden
1: oh you know what annoys me when there's different size bottles you didn't tell me about the Carpano bitter I'm not we'll talk about that
3: later. Yeah, <laughs> we'll
1: that
2: later. yeah. Sh- Shameless plug. Uh, <laughs> uh,
1: but nonetheless, I think 10
0: years ago or so, maybe even a little bit more, I started seeing, looking at cocktail menus, new names pop up to what we were just yeah. saying. Yeah. And people realize that if they used the name somebody didn't necessarily know, they couldn't associate if it was just crap and cheap. Or if it was just something new and cutting edge. Agreed. Agreed. And the world was exploding at that time because Instagram was starting to get better with our cameras and Mm -hmm. we were seeing things. And all of a sudden knowledge is being shared across the abroad and the board just from other bartenders doing stuff. And they're like, oh, what's that being used?
3: What's this being used? To Justin's point in terms of also in terms of the bartender. So like you're talking about a little bit of a lost art of how to deal with the drunk ass. I also see a little bit of lost art explaining stuff. Correct. I think 100%. it's very, very important with a bartender. Mm-hmm. Now I'm lucky. I got, I got a group of people that are pretty, pretty good, you know, but I mean, like in terms of like, Oh, well, what is this? You'd be able to be like, Hey, it's made with this. Hey, it's made with that. Hey, this is why it's different. This is why we're using it in a cocktail. Oh, okay. You know, like when I was behind a bar, I was also part salesman. You know, I also, I wasn't just a pharmacist, but I was a salesman too. Right. And I wouldn't give you a drink that I thought that sucked, you know? And I would look you dead in the eye and I'd be like, Hey, look, if it sucks, let me know. I'm going to make you something. Else. And that was my policy always. If you took three sips and you said to me, Chris, not Nine. my cup of tea, or I, I would like to think I got good to a point where I could look you in the eye and say, Justin, stop bullshitting me. You hate that cocktail. Give it back to me. Let me make you something else. Right. Don't, you know, that's don't, how I got to know my guests. Don't and be I, a martyr. Just right. Tell exactly. Me. <laughs> I mean, make you sure you're like a good person that's yeah. just going to be like, ah, Chris is doing his best here. I don't want to. No, I want <laughs> you to enjoy yourself. I want you to have another one and if you don't have another one today i want you to have another one tomorrow or when you want to come in so that was my my big thing and 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 that's why trying to teach some of our bartenders that you know like that's kind of like i wouldn't say lost art but kind of losing art of connecting with the guests you know Mm -hmm. some people are better than others
0: you know i'm blown every time i go to a bar and I just, like, see the bartender not even trying to create that connection whatsoever. Yeah, I know. Instead, just pulling up the phone, and all you see is the finger swipe up. Like, I'm on Instagram <sighs> right now. There's Or Facebook, and just doing the infinite swipe. No one's on Facebook. That, that, you got oh, it. it's my dad. Yeah. You got yeah. it. Yeah, they yeah, old. older thought. now. It's, it's uh, but nonetheless, TikTok, maybe. you know, it's the same thing. It's just... Where did this acceptance just start happening of everyone being on their phone behind the bar and it's cool and nobody really questions anything? And I understand having to answer some important things here and there. You take a crouch, you get down, nobody can really see you. You know, I got this stupid Apple watch on my hand while I was bartending. So every time I pull a bar tap, I could see what I'm being hit about. Is it important or can I talk
3: to you later about it? So, I really try to control that thing. You know, like, I, I don't like that. I don't want that disconnect. Even though Oscar Wilde is super, super busy, and sometimes you don't get a chance to talk to guests. Right. But at 5, 6 o'clock, you should be talking to the guests. Yeah. You know, before it gets busy. Build it up, keep them there. It Nobody wants like, hey, to walk into an empty hey, house. Hey, Justin, how are you? Good. Great to see you, blah, 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 this, that, and the other. And I'm lucky I do kind of have those type of bartenders. And you do have, look, I got lucky. You know, I also, my mom gave me a Dedic memory. My grandfather has it, my little nephew has it. I could not see you in five years and see, like, hey, Justin, how are you? And would be like, what the, how the hell did he run? I can. I can look at something right now. I can view something. I So I got lucky with that. Some people are, are better with names, horrible with faces. Horrible with faces, great with names, you know? I got And that's, again, that's only due to my mom. genes. that's it, you know? But when you do see that bartender, remembers your drink, remembers this, remembers that. That does make me feel good, you that's, know. That's I mean, like
2: the foundation to the top of hospitality, right totally.
3: there. That's that's what it's all about. Totally. The other the other week, I went out for a drink. I was meeting a friend, and again, I was having a derivative of Manhattan. Manhattan is one of my favorite drinks, and that's my also test to see if you're the great bart, if you're a really good bartender. How do you make a Manhattan? So I sat there, but I was also looking at the cocktail menu. And my friend, she was going to join me soon, so I'm like looking through the cocktail menu this and the other, and I put it to the side. Now the bartender goes to me, he goes, "Hey, you know," I was like, "Do you mind if I just?" Hope? He's like, "Yeah, yeah, absolutely, no problem." So here's another thing I also see behind the bar sometimes, communication. You know, people not talking to each other, right? Uh, and yeah. I saw the other bartender, right? And as my friend she sat down and turned to greet her, he came around, grabbed the menu, walked off. And I, in my head, I was like, that was a effing dick move. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm sorry. And then right there, that hospitality part of me gets, I'm like, I'm like all right, you know what? I'm going to finish the drink. I'm going to get out of here, you know? Because I know me, if I go too deep, three deep, you know, I might say something, might not say something. I don't know, you know? But again, I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to be that guy at all. But again, all he had to say was like, "Excuse me, sir. Do, do you need this?" Yeah. You know. But he did it so slickly, and I was like, "That just, that's just uncalled for." I mean, it might seem minutiae to you guys, but I mean, in terms of a guest experience, like, what happens if that guest just turns out? Oh, oh, I had the menu. Yep. Oh, oh, let me get their attention. You know. Right. As opposed, to those little things, and they obviously didn't communicate and say, "Hey, did that? Did you grab that menu?" You know. He could have said to him. Because obviously this guy, I felt, was more senior, you know? Uh, and you could say, no, 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 he, he wants a menu there for his guest. And I mean, how could he not read that, that when my my had sat, sat down, that she'd want to look at the cocktail menu? Right? Completely. Right, right. So again, like, I don't, you know, I, that, that kind of, I don't see that a lot, but every now and then you do see it. So I think communication also is very important behind the bar. You know, the whole things of like, hey, behind you, hey, this, hey, that, you know? Uh, talking to your bar backs, not talking down to your bar backs, you know? I've had issues like that where I had to pull the guy to sit and I'm like, Hey, my man, you used to be barback. <laughs> what happened? Now you're letting, yelling at this poor guy like he's a rented mule. Don't do that. You know what I mean? Remember where you came from. You know, and and, and that's the thing. And mind you, those those barbacks, those people that support you, that that do well for you, but they're your everything. You know. And again, I also kinda like view I always tell the bev team, I'm only as good as you guys. That's it, under story. And as a bartender, you're only good as your barback. back. You Correct. So I think it's very, very important. And that's a lost art, communicating with your bar back, communicating with your team, getting them connected, getting them, look, at the end of the day, you're gonna spend more time than sometimes
1: than you do with your family. family. This is you your know? family. So, and not sometimes, pretty much all of it. Right, right, right. But you know, make the best of it.
0: Well, it's a, it's a dance. And especially when you have new people coming in, they don't really understand that that dance will eventually get mastered with each other. It's your partner behind the bar. In a lot of these bars, we only have mm-hmm. a foot and a half of space to navigate yeah.
1: back there. And, and you want and you want that person to want to help you, right? just yeah, exactly. like a dick the whole time. Exactly. Oh,
3: yeah. Uh, that makes it,
1: it Or tough back in the help. day, the
3: disappearing bar back. <laughs> yeah.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: I'll go do something Where else. is he? You know yeah. what I mean? I'll help the dishwashers.
3: Yeah. I used to have a guy uh, when I worked in the peninsula. And uh, mind you, you also have to understand it was union, right? So there's only so much you can do and say, you know? Uh and he would be like, you know, he would come up to me and he would be like, no limes in the house. And I'm like, that can't be. You know what I mean? Or he'd be like, no mint in the house. So I'm like, that can't be. So I'd run to the back fridge. I'm like, what is this? goes, oh, oh, that much is just showing up because I looked everywhere. I'm like, no, you didn't. That <laughs> only happens every single place. <laughs> yeah, they, You need the
1: second pair of eyes to get in there and show They're up. Same thing. I tell him, give me a list. Give me a list of everything. Let's update the bar. Let me know what we don't have. We don't have. They give me this giant list. I'm like, did you look in the back?" And they're like, yeah, yeah, no, it's not there. Yeah. Oh, come on, let's go, let's go walk around. <laughs> I was like, here's this, here's that, here's that. <laughs> oh, with, yeah, it's right under the label of saying limes. <laughs> right there. Crazy.
3: <laughs> but, come you know, here. the best one is when they learn, we actually remember, you know, but then when you have to tell them twice, that's when it gets to be like, okay. Yeah, I you told know? you this now. Yeah, like, right. yeah, yeah. Like, can we fix this? You know, and like,
2: oh, yeah, yeah, sure,
1: sure, sure. I had to teach myself to actually walk with, bring them with me, right? Because they used to give me the list. I just move. like, all right. I'll go do it, and then they don't learn. So now yeah. I had to like teach myself. Like, no, no, take them with you. You got to change your keg, Take them with you. Yeah. That
2: was uh, that was one of the things we did at USHG. Whenever somebody would make a mistake, the proper response is, "All right, next time you have to do this. Let's do it together."
1: <laughs> right. Right. Smart.
2: Yeah.
3: Yeah. I like that. I like, yeah. Wow. Yeah.
2: Are
0: you fully staffed across the board in all of the spaces?
3: Ninety percent. Yes. Are you ever? Yeah. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> totally. Yeah. No. I mean, listen. But hey, I even listen. I even got people that that like walked in off the street, like as Oscar started doing better and Lily started doing better, I had people walking off the street. I had this lovely woman that works with us down at Lily's. She had four months experience, (laughs) right? And she's killing it. I mean, she is killing it. She came in, she was like, oh, this and the other. I'm like, wait, i was like, how many stools did you have? You know? And it was like a small number, you know? And I, "Uh uh-huh. Where did you work? On Brooklyn? Uh Uh-huh. Over here? Uh Uh-huh. But there was just something about her personality, right? There was something like, I don't know. And I was like, you know what? I'm gonna give you, I'm gonna give you a trial. You know, come in here, work a couple shifts, this and the other. And she had this great propensity to want to learn. You know, and now she's got to be one of the top five bartenders in the group. You know, it's those kind of things that I love to see. You know, that, you know, not that it makes me look good, but she's killing it. You know what I mean? She's yeah. making money. I like to see that. You know, and at the end of the day, she's grateful. You know. Again, I, I that to me, as corny as that might sound, just going back to even just like saying how cocktails should be priced, you know? Also that, like, you know, finding people that want to do what they do. And look, my motto, whenever I interview anybody, I'm like, look, I'm not looking for the best person. I'm looking for the right person. Somebody that's going to gel with the team. Somebody that they knew, they walk in, they're going to listen and go, oh, this is how you do it? Okay, all right, I got it. No, 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 no. This is how I did it over here. and <laughs> This is how I did it over there. And that's it. I don't. I don't like those people, you know, because they're not there to help the team. They're there to help themselves. And that's fine and dandy, you know, but not on my watch. You know, I I, I don't want that. You you talk
0: about negative words and positive words and people choose to use words sometimes that are very, uh, maybe self, (laughs) yeah, I don't want you to say the word twice, but self-indulgent maybe where I did, you just said it, I did this here, I do this here. Cool, but we're not there anymore. We're in a new place. Now open your mind a little bit and start learning how we do things here. Correct. And you could probably add things to this team as well because you know damn well when you're in the same place for so long, you kind of just get this tunnel vision, the, the barn doors for the horse. You, you don't realize what's happening within your own space until fresh eyes come in and they go, wait, why do you guys do this like this? Yeah. yeah and then you go, oh, shit.
3: How do we overlook that? Totally open to that. Yeah. Totally, totally open. Because, again, and that's also <coughs> why, I, why I have the Bev team sit down every week. I was like, each and every one of you is going to see something differently that I don't see. So I'm glad you bring that up. And even if a bartender came up to me and said, "Hey, Chris, you know, why do we do this, this, and this?" I'd be glad to explain it to them. And if they have a better solution, I'm awesome. I'm I'm like, "Yeah, great. Yeah, let's do that." You know, and and I don't care—not necessarily whose toes I step on—but I'd be like, "Hey, why don't you think of that?" You know. But like, if it's a great idea, it's a great idea, and it should be done. Look, check check the ego out the door. You know, at Mm -hmm. the end of the day, you're running a business. You check your ego. Do I get egos? Yeah. I mean, does somebody piss me off? Yeah. You know, it happens. You know. But then later on, you're kind of at home, and you're like. Yeah, I really didn't handle that that great, you know what I mean? I'm going to go in tomorrow and really try to check my ego, you know? Uh, Does your I, team get to rotate the different bars to like give to that, that fresh perspective? I'd like to do that. i like to, well, the, the girl I was telling about, Ivory, uh, I actually want to bring her now to some of the other bars because she's learned really, really, re- really well. And, uh, and and again, she's also I could also feel that she's a natural leader. You know, that's another thing. You also got to look sometimes at certain people that are just... They're great at doing one thing, making cocktails, doing this, doing that. They're phenomenal, right? Then you see other people that maybe not as great as that, but they have leadership. Like, people want to follow them, you know? Mm -hmm. And, you know, like, my team has got that squared, you know? You know what I mean? Like, uh, Jess is building up her team at 49th Street, and she's killing it, you know? And, uh, And here's the thing, like, you know... She comes up there and she goes, oh my God, Chris, thank you so much for bringing me in on the interviews. And in my head, I'm thinking, why wouldn't I?
2: Right. You know,
3: there'd be other people that you, you have people that are beverage managers and beverage directors. And, you know, I get the ego part. Like, I'm going to hire the whole staff. I want look, yes, I have to okay them, right? But you're going to be working with them 40 hours a week. I, you got to tell me, you know. And you could see something I don't see. Exactly. You know what I mean. And 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 you know, and it really, really works. And I and I do that with each and every one of them. You know, I sit them down and be like, hey, you know, what do you think? You know. And Jess will be honest with me. She goes, Chris, I really like. She goes, Chris, ah, uh, not, uh, I'm not sure yet. Let's give them a trail. Let's see what happens. You know. Or or it'll be like, nah, it doesn't look good. You know. And I'm like, I hear mm-hmm. you. And in the beginning, I wouldn't say anything. Beginning, I would just be like, I wanted to see, her, like, you know, where she's at. I'm like, wow, I really thought they were good. You know, what did you think? No, they didn't know this. They didn't know that. They didn't know this other. Like, All right, cool. Just making She's sure. The, she, yeah, just making sure. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just making sure. And that's the thing, you know. You get people sometimes that are nervous in interviews, and that's yeah. fine. Yeah. And I'll tell them like, calm, cool, chill. Like, look, we have nothing to lose here. You know, like. Right. And I'll tell them too when they're going on a trail. Like, dude, I don't want you to know the whole cocktail list. I just want to see how you, how you shake, how you, you know, how you, you know how you, you stir? Yeah, where your That's, skills I just, are. I just want to see
1: that. Yeah, why, why are you mixing a cauldron? I don't think you've bartended a day in your life. <laughs> I had a, bu- a busboy interview yesterday and the kid was like shaking the whole time. Yeah. I'm like, relax, it's a busboy. Yeah. You're probably yeah, exactly. going to get the job. You're yeah, exactly. gonna, I'm like, yeah, uh, I'm exactly. like you're exactly. probably going <laughs> to get the job if it. it's a bus. Exactly. you know, like, you're in. <laughs> well,
3: you know, the flip side to that is I worked in some back in the late nineties and early two thousands, I worked in some places that were pretty freaking cruel, you know, and I always said to myself, if ever I do have a leadership position that I'm like, look, you know, uh, I'm an emotional type of person. That's just the way I am. You know, I want you to succeed. I'll set you up to su- success. Just don't stand me in the back. I think I'm pretty simple with that, you know? But what I used to see back in the day, I didn't really like. And I said, well, you know, one day when I run a, run, run a group or if I run, if ever this happens, this is how I'd like to approach it, you know? And sometimes I get corrected, you know? Mm-hmm. One of my guys would pull me hey, you know, you know, I think you've been riding me a little too hard. Okay. Why do you think that? You know, it'll hey, You know what? You're right. You know, I'll let that be, you know? But that whole other stuff of like look, this is my ego and you know, respect the stripes and it's just like that, that's just so Yeah. So twenty five years ago, you know what I mean? Like really? I gotta because 'cause you're this or you're that, you gotta berate me. But we're also Belittle me?
0: I think that we're also going to become somewhat one-dimensional as far as our thoughts go because of the classics and the thoughts of how to put together a drink versus the new school of kids coming in that have no idea about rules or how things are put together. And you don't think that they'll start kind of figuring out how to make cocktails a little bit differently and
3: kind of reinvigorate what we've kind of just been looking at for the last 10 years? There's some great things in that and there's some bad things in that. There's some great things in terms of that. It's, It's, look, there's a great line in Skyfall, right? when Bond meets uh, Q for the first time, right? And he says something to him about him having pimples, right? And uh, he goes, Bond turns back to him, he goes, uh, youth doesn't guarantee innovation, right? And I really, I really kind of believe in that line, you know? I mean, yes, yes. I'm not saying like, no. But what I'm saying is, yes, there is, it needs to be guided. It needs to be, you need to have parameters. You need to have rules and regulations, you know? And, and, and something where it's, not super stringent, but somewhere where you can allow the person to grow, but they also have a sense of that, like, look, I have a sense of urgency, I have a sense of priority, I have to get this done, rather than, like, you know, then there's the other side of that, which everyone keeps talking about, like, you know, but those kids that have the presentation trophy, you know, that are, like, need constant validation, they need constant this, they need constant that, and it's, like, it's, you know, sometimes, like, hey, you know, like, I got a ton of stuff to do, like, I just can't, Justin, great job,
2: oh my god, and
1: then, Boy, you, 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 you get it. it, was, like. Whoa. It could get Whoa. exhausting. Whoa. Like yourself, I yeah. you exhaust myself. Like I gotta tell this kid every time he does something. Yeah. Uh, Attaboy.
3: boy. I, but yeah, but then, but then you don't want to come off demeaning right. where it's like, you right. know, you go,
2: good job, good <laughs> job.
3: You don't want to be that either and, 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 and it's a really a fine line. So in terms of that, I just kind of like to, you know, thankfully I don't have that issue. Thankfully I don't, you know, but I let the younger people like come up they show their talent, and look, a lot of times if they don't think they're a right fit, they could, you know, they they quit, they leave, you know, or they find another gig, and that's fine. But in terms of my group, I want everyone to respect each other. I want everyone to understand. Okay, fine, and listen, here's the thing. Like, you know, I have bartenders come up to me that want to grow, and they be like, "Hey, Chris, try this cocktail," you know. I'm like, "All right, great." And I was like, "What'd you use?" You know, da, 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 da. and I'll slowly start to educate them a little bit. I like this, you know, mm-hmm. but why'd you use that expensive whiskey? Why'd you do this? Why? And then I'm like, "Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Oh, oh." So that's how that works. Oh, I got it. You know, Ed, in terms of that, was a sponge. You know, Ed right. sucked everything up. Like, Oh, I get it. You know, I bet you right now, if I put Ed in a negotiation situation, he'd handle it really, really great. You know, that's how confident I am in that. And that's how I'm confident pretty much in a lot of my team, you know, because they really, they draw in and they pass that along. They're all really good with their staff. You know, they really, really are. And that's what I like at the end of the day, because guess what? That means I can sleep in late on a Saturday. <laughs> right.
1: You know what You I don't mean? have to be there.
3: <laughs> yeah.
0: Enjoy today's show? Click the subscribe button in your podcast platform to keep up with new releases, exclusive interviews, and bonus content that's sure to drop a few gems on running restaurants and improving sales. Thanks for listening.